everyone and welcome to another episode of Transformations with Jane. I am coming to you again from New Zealand. I'm still here. <laughs> I've got one more week to go at the time of this recording before I head back to summer in Japan and I thought I would just uh, do a quick bonus episode um, about yeah, all about how do you do it, spending time in New Zealand and Japan with my family. So how do you go about, um, yeah, making it happen so that, well, how do I go about making it happen so that I can spend time in New Zealand and in Japan with, um, with my family? And I know because two years ago it seemed impossible to me that, that I could do this. And so I wanted to share with you the things that I've done that have helped me to get to make this a reality for us and something that's just usual now it's gone from being super special and amazing to being something that's sort of kind of normal and it's just what we do and that makes it easier in in a way to to be able to do this and everyone around us is sort of like oh okay you're going to New Zealand again okay that's what you do you know <laughs> so oh and the people in New Zealand are like oh you're back again great um we've been really missed you when you weren't here and things so um yeah I just thought I'd sh share uh, five things that I think can help if you know if this is something that you are wanting to do with your family um, perhaps you are the same as me, you are an, a, um, a parent living in Japan um, but you're actually from another country and you're wondering how can you go about spending more time in your own country or maybe you are for example a Japanese person who wants to um, spend more time in a different country yeah I think these are all things that can be transferable yeah it doesn't you don't have to be um, a foreigner living in Japan wanting to go home yeah so the first thing I want to talk about is um, is basically to get your um, husband wife partner on board with this plan that you have of you wanting to spend more time in a different country or your own country and it sounds very simple but if you don't have this it really does make it difficult and you really need to be on the same page. Okay, we're going to do this. When are we going to do this? Um, how often are we going to do this? Is it going to be once a year? Is that enough? Or does it really need to be twice a year? Or does it need to be at certain times of the year? Um, it's Each family is different and each country is different. Yeah, with when it's best to visit or, you know, when you need to be there. So... Yeah, really getting your partner or husband, wife on board with what you want and making sure everybody's on the same page and everybody knows this is what's going to be happening um, because, yeah, <laughs> otherwise it does really make it hard. And I am I know that I'm lucky that my husband totally agrees with me about why we need to be doing, why we're doing this, yeah? Because for us, the purpose behind the visits to New Zealand not only is it for me to spend time in my home country, um, it's also for our children to improve their English so that, and at, we hope in the future that they will be able to use English and Japanese uh, both equally, well not equally well, but both very well, and that they'll be free to have the option to choose which country they would like to spend more time in. Um, and they couldn't, they won't be able to do that if they don't have the language ability in both languages. So for us, we feel that's 
that's the biggest gift we can give our children and so that makes it easier in a way and that it just means that it's super duper important <laughs> and so if we are holding something up against well is this interfering with our one of our main goals for our children that they're able to use both languages really well and it comes up short against it then we just won't do that or we won't agree to it so um, it's kind of an overarching theme for our family or one of our core values of our family yeah and we're both on the same page about that so that really really helps so yeah definitely get that one sorted before you get started with your <laughs> plans to um, yeah move to you know spend more time in your own country or, or however it is that you want to do it and so once you've decided okay so maybe you've decided yes we're going to you know take our kids home twice a year maybe I'm just using myself and as, as an example um, the reason that we've decided um, twice a year is because that seems to be necessary at this point um, and we are lucky in that our kids are still small and it is possible um, with our lives as they are currently so that's my disclaimer obviously you may have children who are older and are locked into certain activities and things in their school it may be more difficult but we've decided that at this point twice a year is important and you know maybe it's two shorter visits rather than one big long visit that works better but I think it's you know for us it's the number of times that we actually see our relatives and, and my mother and my sister that's really important rather than you know having two months is a little bit too long you know one two month visit is better to have two one month visits and that's a little bit um I don't know maybe not selfish is not the word but um that's just what works best for us I feel and you know so the second part is get support from the home country people because it's not going to be easy if it's just you dealing with your family when every time you come out so um, get them on board too so I'm very lucky and in, in that in New Zealand my mother welcomes us each time with open arms as we take over her house um, you know create all kinds of noise and mess uh, for a month or so each time um, she yeah she lets us you know come and stay so that really helps us with that side of things um, also my sister is is here in the same town and she loves to help um, help us to um, you know look after the kids take them out um, when I've had to go away sometimes she will look after my daughter and let her stay the night and and that's been a great you know bonding experience for them as well so it doesn't have to be family it could be friends even that you're getting the support from in my case it's family members yeah but get get some home country support don't expect to do it by yourself because it may not be so easy or fun but yeah it can be if you do have that support I think it really is important and this can also extend to you know the people the local people where you live like making those connections with the place where you're going to be each time you go home and especially for us the kids are going to school they're going to the same school each time and they've got the same friends so we really make an effort to you know make friends with the kids here and I'm trying my best to make friends with the the other mothers here and so now that we've come back four times people are really getting to know us 
and this is not even my hometown I've never lived in this particular town myself so we were starting from scratch here um, but yeah every time we've come back we get to know a few more people get to dip, uh, deepen the relationships we already have built and yeah that's going really well so um, those networks are supporting us as well here and we get to do all kinds of sort of things get invited to parties or um, you know sporting events and things through these networks that we created here and that helps us to deepen the relationship even more with this with this part of New Zealand where we're spending our time okay so that's yeah that's get support from home country people so number three um, is really plan it in advance and so we like we we kind of know and it's easy to sort of say well the summer holidays are going to be when we really want to go um, because obviously Japanese school is out for six weeks or so then and that makes it easy so yeah we definitely block out that time that's a non-negotiable is that in summer we're going to be in New Zealand and that's that <laughs> and um, then we've also decided that the spring vacation is when we're going to go as well so that's sort of March April and we basically have decided that any time at school and this is this is also with the disclaimer that my kids are small and we can still get away with this but it's <laughs> we um you know like the last week of school and before the holidays and the first week of school before the new year uh, you know when the new year starts pretty much nothing's happening it's just winding down and then winding back up again and because they're small there's no reason for us necessarily to be there. Sometimes we miss out important things like, um, you know, my daughter didn't have um, a graduation ceremony from kindergarten. We skipped that. But I feel that in the long run that it was better for us to be in New Zealand than and to be able to afford to come to New Zealand by coming a little bit earlier rather than waiting for the, the graduation ceremony to be over and then... Um, yeah not being able to afford the extremely expensive tickets yeah so that's what we decided that was our priority and you know this is holding things up to our family's value which is the kids being able to speak English and Japanese really well and have close relationships with their both sides of the of the family and the kindergarten graduation ceremony didn't hold up to that value yeah <laughs> it interfered with that value so we skipped it and some people and I know some Japanese people would be like wow you skipped the graduation ceremony are you insane but for us yeah it it wasn't part of our value so <laughs> so this is how how that we've managed to do that sort of thing um yeah so from from my side as a mother and a working parent um, I I did have to change my working style so that I could be flexible enough to leave the country for a month a couple of times a year and initially there was some difficulty not difficulty but some kind of hard decisions I had to make about changing my life so that I could just um, decide yes we're going to be away for a month here and it wouldn't interfere with my interfere with my work um, so now that I've done that I've gotten through that initial hump 
it's not difficult for me to say, okay, I'm not going to be here because my students that I still work with understand this and they're fine with it. Like they just accept it. They just know <laughs> this is what you do. And if I want to be your student and if I want to work with you in, in this way, in any way, then I have to accept that and they do. So I'm really glad that's how it's worked out. And so I think it's being upfront with people um, about this is what you're going to do. And you will find that if you keep that a constant, that a lot of situations, they'll just get used to you. <laughs> um, we found that at school so far, disclaimer, so far, if I'm upfront with the teacher about things, like I just told her we're going on summer vacation, uh, we'll be leaving a week early. Um, and she was like, okay, here's, this, here's the summer holiday homework. And I know that not every school and every teacher is um, happy about this. And some, I've heard a lot of stories about families where the teacher has not been helpful and has said, well, you have to be here on the last day of school if you want to get the summer homework. Um, and, you know, so fathers are having to like email photocopies of, you know, or something or send things internationally to get to where they are. And I feel very, um, I feel very sorry for the, for, the, for the families who have that situation. So far, we're very lucky and my daughter's teacher has been supportive of, of our decision even though it's not the same as what everybody else is doing. That said, we still don't have her, um, her school report for the first half of the year um, because she just said, no, that's not available until the last day of school. And we said, okay, well, we'll just get it when we come back. Like, we'll just, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm not sure how she's done in her first term. We'll find out when we get back. Um, yeah, so that's sort of, how we do it we plan very much in advance so I already know our next trip's going to be in March next year we've even booked the tickets so we've committed to it and we commit in advance and we don't let things interrupt us like obviously something could happen between then now and then but we won't let little things get in the way of our most important family value of being able to you know help our children grow and with their English and coming to New Zealand so yeah I'm I know I'm extremely blessed so far with the schools that we work that my kids are in that they haven't um you know made it difficult for us or unpleasant for us for what we're doing so I will continue to cross my fingers that that goes well from now on um, but I think it's important that we started out the way we intend to go on with them so if for example when then we get to the fourth grade and we suddenly started doing this they might be like well what are you doing no um but yeah, we've, this is how we've, we've set the intention as we've gone into the school. So I'm hoping that will continue on as we go on, but that we'll have to see. Um, the fourth thing I wanted to talk about was finances. So obviously it costs money to do this, right? It's not cheap to fly your family halfway across the world. And especially I have two kids, so that's three seats I need to buy on each time. Um, and luckily they are still under what is it 12 or 16 well, I can't even remember what the age is that when they start charging you for an adult fare but um yeah they're still on a kid fare which is helpful um but one thing we did notice was that um some of the after school activities that my kids were doing they weren't 
learning much. And so I remember going along to our kids' swimming class and watching them and being like, wow, they're barely doing any swimming here. Like they seem to be mostly standing in a line waiting for their turn to do something. There's like 20 kids in their group with the teacher. Um, why am I spending, like I think it was about 7,000 yen per kid per month for this. And so I realized that, well, actually, if I filtered that 7,000 yen into our flights home, after 12 months, I have 84,000 yen, um, which is pretty much the, the general sort of price I can get a ticket for, our, for one person to go from uh, Japan to New Zealand on, if I'm very smart about when I book the flights and knowing watch out for special ticket deals and things, which is something I do. Um, just by them not attending the swimming class where they weren't actually learning anything very much or um, progressing very much. Um, yeah, I've, now I've got the money for a ticket. Yeah, so that's what we've done. We just took them out of swimming. <laughs> and so you might be like, well, what about the swimming? You know, like, yeah, it's important for kids to learn to swim. But um, I can swim. My husband can swim. I also can swim fairly well. So... And my mother, would you believe it, loves to swim and is a very good swimming teacher and even though she's not like a certified teacher or anything. So every time we're here in New Zealand, we spend a lot of time in the pool and my mother spends a lot of time with the kids and they improve exponen exponentially um, in these short bursts rather than this constant every week um, pool time, which they don't seem to do very much or learn much. So... Um, so we do other things with them, like on, instead of, you know, me spending three hours on a Monday for swimming, we'll be at the park instead running around doing other sort of activities and, and you know, like physical muscle building activities, you know, swinging on the monkey bars and whatnot. Um, so because, yeah, this is not our priority, yeah, to have the kids in a, in a kind of learning environment where I didn't really see the point of what they were doing. So, yeah, we just quit the swimming and now we we have one of the, you know, the tickets for a year is there, you know, the money for it's there. So that's that's where I found the money. You know, I just found it. <laughs> um, you know, something that I realized wasn't worth our money has now become a ticket to New Zealand. So, um, you know, another option for the finances is, um, and something I've also been um, doing a little bit of is actually bringing people with us when we come and you know they they pay their way and they also you know provide you know like I say okay this is how much I charge to organize this for you and they come along with us and it is so much fun and um, it's not the kind of trip that they could get by going to a travel agent there's they don't you know there's just it doesn't exist and they when they come they have the most amazing time they meet real people they try real food they they go to places that aren't touristy and they go home absolutely buzzing about their experience and for me it's it's not more work it's actually less work because um, while our guests are actually here in New Zealand they take part in the family, they wash dishes, they entertain kids, you know, like they're, they're part of the family. And so I don't have to do a lot more work, you know, looking after people. And they also want to have their own free time and go out and explore things. And 
where we are, it's very easy for them to just sort of walk off up the street and, you know, go and enjoy looking through the shops or go for a nature walk um, by themselves safely. Yeah, they can, they can um, just go and enjoy themselves without having to worry about getting lost or uh, getting on public transport and things. So that's another way that we've found that can really help us um, to, to make it more affordable to come out. But like I said, it's, it's one of the core values of our family. So it's something that we want to spend money on. Like we won't spend money on other things like, um, I don't know, what's a good example of something that we don't spend money on? Um, you know, for example, we don't go out for a lot of meals, but instead we will spend money on a, a ticket to New Zealand. Yeah, so that's, that's how we, we make it work. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, like when you actually get here, it can seem like a bit topsy-turvy that you're you're out of your home environment you know where everything's sort of you know everyone's on a routine everyone knows where everything is um you know things go fairly smoothly day to day because you're in your home environment and then when you come out of your home environment into the secondary environment of you know us for us it's in new zealand at my mother's house how do you manage that yeah and now that we've done this four times, I can see that as long for the kids, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, the first time it's pretty up and down. Um, they don't know how to act, or as in they they push the boundaries. <laughs> what can I get away with here? Because now we have my grandma who's in the picture, and you know what can I get her to do? And you know this kind of stuff. It kind of happens, especially in the first week when we get here. Um, but I find that if we keep their regular schedules just like they have in Japan we get up at x o'clock they go to school they come home at x o'clock we have a snack then we go out and we play outside we go to a park or a beach or whatever um you know dinner's at 5 30 6 o'clock you're in bed at the same time so we we just do the same thing that we would be doing in Japan and they quickly get used to it yeah and the schedule keeps us on an even all on an even keel like I don't let them stay up late or suddenly they're allowed to watch loads of TV here or something like that um, it's pretty much the same rules and the same schedule that we have in Japan just translated into our New Zealand environment and it tends to work fairly well after <laughs> we do have a, a good week of of a little bit of craziness on the kids sides like they're I can see them sort of trying to figure out oh can I get away with more tv here or can I get Nana to buy me some more ice cream here or something you know but they quickly realize that no um the rules are the same and and I'm lucky that my um my mother is on the on you know on the same page with me just now she knows what our rules are too and she just enforces them as I do and we all get along fine in the end <laughs> yeah so now we're coming to the end of this trip again and I'm a little bit sad it seems like it's really flown by um, because we've only been here for five weeks and the first week I had my father-in-law here with us from Japan and we spent a lot of time traveling around with him and um, so we've done a lot really when I look back at it we've seen a lot of places I've done quite a few trips between Westport here and back to Christchurch to pick up people and drop off people at the airport so it's been busy and I haven't been sort of twiddling my thumbs while I've been here that's for sure um, and maybe that's why it's gone so fast 
but I have, when I look back at it, if I really think about it, we've done a lot over the last month. We've seen a lot. I've been up yesterday. I was up on the Deniston Plateau. Um, I can't remember how many metres above sea level it is, but it's quite high up. Doing, um, We're doing a, like a mountain bike and running um, event. And I was running through these old, like over these old sort of tracks over the, on the mountain and running over rocks and mud and rivers and things. And this was my first trail run race. And that was really exciting, interesting, and yeah, much harder than I imagined it would be. So that's a whole new world that opened up to me yesterday. Um, yeah, loads of things that we've done. And I'm really looking forward to our next trip, which is going to be in March next year. And I'm also going to be bringing people with me from Japan then too, because like every time I come to New Zealand, it is very easy for me to be like, oh, this is just New Zealand and this is how it is. And yeah, it's beautiful. And after the first week, I forget. But when I bring, you know, my good friends and students from Japan with me, they're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Um, I took one, one of our um, visitors who's with us here now out to the beach and there's a seal colony out there and some beautiful rocks and beautiful beach out there. And it's pretty amazing. But her enjoyment was just off the charts. Like she was like, oh my God, I can see the whole beach. There's no concrete here. There's no big ugly tetrapods here blocking the view. And, and I just remembered that, oh my God, that's right. The average Japanese person, even if you live at the beach, like we are on the coast where we live in Japan. Um, we can go to the beach anytime we like, but it's not pretty. It's probably covered in rubbish. It's, um, there's, con there's concrete for Africa and even more so now since we've had the tsunami that, you know, you cannot actually see the beach or, you know, there's a massive concrete wall there now protecting you from any future tsunamis. Um, we just don't have that in New Zealand. Like there is a lot of untouched nature and, it's so shocking to people who just haven't seen that in their lives before. So, so I really have this um, drive to share my beautiful country with more people um, from my my adopted country. <laughs> yeah, um, that's something special that I can do with my, um, you know, my contacts and my my family history here in New Zealand and the most beautiful parts of New Zealand on the west coast and in Southland. In Fiordland so um, yeah I'm really looking forward to our next trip which is going to be in March and hopefully the weather is a little warmer and we can enjoy some uh, tramping as we call it here in New Zealand which is also known as hiking uh, in the rest of the world and um, do some hiking uh, trips to the beach that sort of thing and yeah so that's what I'm looking forward to now and we'll be preparing for that when we get back so that is all I have for you today. So those are the five things that I wanted to talk about. I'll just recap them quickly for you. So one, get your get your better half on board, yeah, um, or your other half. I don't know what you call them, <laughs> your, your partner, um, on board about it. Number two, get some support from the home country people, whoever they might be, if it's your family, your friends, or just the, the new community that you want to be a part of even if it's only for a few months of the year you will be able to become a part of a new community if you try um, number three is plan in advance and don't let other things get in the way 
And number four is the finances. You may be surprised at where you can find the money to do this. Um, if you let go of some things that you're doing now that perhaps aren't necessary. Um, and number five, um, keep your schedules going. Keep your home schedules going even when you are in your secondary home place. Yeah, um, Just to keep everything going smoothly. And to make you make it easy so that you actually do want to come back, yeah. <laughs> you don't want this to be so hard and traumatizing that you just don't want to do it again. Um, we're going for the long game here, yeah. And it may not be all traveling and excitement the whole time that you're here or there or wherever it is you're going. Um, but the idea is that you can. It is um, something that you can do again, and it will be easier the next time. I like I definitely think every time we do this it gets easier we stay in the same hotel when we arrive in New Zealand and we know what to bring now exactly how many pairs of socks we should bring <laughs> um, you know and we've got a little stash of clothes here even though my kids keep growing out of stuff but I have a stash of clothes here you know that I use every time I come back and so I'm not carting loads of things um, across the world with me each time you know we've We've got um, toys here that the kids like, you know, Lego, that's something that, you know, kids will always like to play with and that sort of thing. So we don't have to keep dragging things back and forward. Yeah, so um, that was some of, just some of the things I thought that I'd like to share with you to show you, you know, how you, it is achievable and hopefully you can do that too if this is something that you're wanting for your family as well. Like, please don't do this if it's not really what you want. It's not for the faint-hearted, I feel. Um, but if it is, yeah, one of your family's core values too, then yeah, definitely give it a go and let me know how you go. So yeah, this is the last bonus episode for season one. So when I get back to Japan, I'm going to be starting recording season two. If you would like to be part of season two and I haven't already um, talked to you directly about it, please just um, email me at Jane. You can get me on jane, J-A-Y-N-E, at janenakata.com and just say, hey, I want to be on your podcast or um, on Instagram, Jane Nakata again, on Instagram, just, you know, send me a message or comment below this, um, you know, the, the image or whatever I share for this um, episode. Hey, I want to be on your podcast because um you, there's that old saying the squeaky wheel gets the grease so <laughs> if you let me know then I'll be happy to talk to you about it and we can um see if we'd be a good fit and generally most people are like if you're in Japan or you have something to do with Japan then I'm yeah I'm really interested to talk to you and find out more about you even if we've you know never met before like some of the people I've had on season one I've never met I've only known them through social media or they're a friend of a friend or something but you know through interviewing them and talking to them for the podcast I've really gotten to know them a little bit better and it's been really wonderful so I really encourage you to reach out to me um yeah so definitely get a hold of me on those social media platforms or by email if you'd like to be on and I'll be doing interviews in September and maybe in October too um to get season two up and going so i'm really looking forward to having to getting season two going it's going to be great and yeah look forward to please look out for it the episode one of season two coming up soon well thanks for listening today and i will catch you in the next one
Bye bye. Minasan konnichiwa. Transformations with Jane no Nihongo no hen desu. Ano, sakki no episode no chotto summary o Nihongo de ano chotto hanashitai to omoimasu. Ano, minasan wa eigo no ban o kiite, kiite kara kore o kiite kudasai. Ano, chotto imi no kakunin dake deki ると omoimasu node. 今日のテーマはあのどうやって私があの家族を連れてニュージーランドに時間をね過ごすのかのテーマなんですねで日本に住んでるので日本のあの学ね子供たちは日本の学校に行ってるし旦那はね日本の日本の会社で働いてるので
同じ町に住んでるのでたまにあのベビーシターみたいな役をしてくれるしあと子供子供の面倒を見てくれるとかあの子供たちが妹さんのうちに一泊泊まったりとかするのですごく私に助かるのでそういうサポートがないと意外と辛いですね。で家族がいないいなくても例えばお友達でもそういうサポートもできるしあとあのど毎,毎回来るとそのニュージーランドのネットワークを広がるっていうことが大事ですね。あのこの町に私が住んだことないですね。あの私の実家だけどふるさとではないです。なのであの新しい友達作ろう作ら,作らないとうまくいかないのを気づいて毎回来る時にあの来る時あのいろんな新しい友達を頑張って作ってネットワークを広,広がるのは集中しますね。で今回は4回目なので意外と友達が増えてきて意外と忙しい<笑>いろんな、ね、ママ友と。あのね、コーヒー飲んだり遊びに行ったりとかしますのであのどんどんどんどん楽しくなるんですね。なのであの日本人でもできそうなことですね。もし、ね、海外にそういうサポートをもしかして、ね、高校の時にホームステイした家族とかとだったらそういうサポートできるかもしれないですね。あと3番あの結構前に決めるんですね。いつニュージーランドに行くのか。あの私の仕事はそういう仕事をあの、ね、ニュージーランドに1ヶ月に行く,行くのは構わない仕事しかしないのを決めてで今教えてる生徒さんがみんなの協力,力をいつあの最初からお願いするんですね。私は夏休みになるといないですよって伝えといたら皆さんは「あいいですよ、まあ、構わないです」っていうのを大体あの皆さん、まあ、全然大丈夫ですよ。なので前結構前に決めないといろんなものが入ってしまうのであの邪,魔し邪魔するのでそのい私の家族の、ね、一番大事な価値に邪魔するんだったら。私たちには関係ないとかあの参加しないとかを決めましたなので意外と行きやすいあのでもまあ子供たちはまだ小さいからそういう状況なのでこれからどうなるのかはちょっと難しくなるのかなとちょっと思ってるんだけどわからないですね4番はあのお金のことであのニュージーランドに行くのは意外と高いですねあの、まあ、10万円以下で空港券手,手に入ったら嬉しいですねなので、まあ、毎回30万円出すっていうのは高いですよねでもあの気づいたのはあのなんていうの子供たちが水泳教室に行っててあんまり上手になってないとかあんまり前に進んでないのは見てたらじゃあなんで毎月 7,000 円払ってんだろうと思って 7,000 円かける10に怒る
8万4千円ですよ毎年なのでじゃあ水泳をやめてその8万4千円は意外と空港券1枚になるんですよだから1人ずつの空港券がで,できたのお金が手に入ったみたいな感じなのでそういうちょっとあの何て言うのうどうでもいいみたいな習い事とかあればあの私たちはね英会話行か,な行かないしもちろん<笑>英会話の教室行かないし水泳をやめたからもう十分お金が空港券に回してニュージーランドに行くのは習い事っていうことですね。で最後はスケジュールのことニュージーランドに着いたらあのちょっとぐちゃぐちゃになる。ので<笑>あの国を変えるとぐちゃぐちゃになるのでスケジュールが日本のままのスケジュールをニュージーランドで再現してなんとなくみんなスケジュール通りで生活するとすぐなれるしあの意外とやりやすいっていうテーマの話でしたどうでした皆さんあの聞き取れましたかじゃあぜひあのこん9月から、あのー、シーズン2が始まるのでその時もぜひお聞きくださいでもしあの英語でポッドキャストに出るのは挑戦したいんだったらぜひ連絡してください、あのー、私のメールアドレス jane at janenakata.com に連絡してくださいかインスタグラムの atjanenakata のメッセージを送ってくださいあの日本あのできれば英語で話してみたい人ですねあの上手に話せるかどうかは別としてあの英語で話してみてでその後日本語版も作るのであの皆さんも分かるようにあと、ね、自由に話せるようにの話できるし人を探してますじゃあぜひ連絡、ま、お待ちしているのでよろしくお願いします。So, I will see you in season two!Okay, thank you for listening! Bye bye!